Okay, hi. So uh, my name is Carrie Johnston, and I am filming today on the traditional territory of Champagnanajac First Nations in beautiful Dakota Haines Junction. And my guest today is Georgia. Georgia, tell us who you are. Yeah, I'm Georgia Hammond, and I uh, live and work in Tridaquitian Territory in Dawson City, and that's where I'm uh, talking from today. And what is it that you do? Uh, I do a few things. Uh, sort of the overarching job that I have is is that I'm a cook, <laughs> but I uh, do that in a bunch of different capacities. So, but um, as far as entrepreneurship goes, I currently run a business that makes um, small batch spices, vinegars, um, seasonings, that type of stuff made from locally uh, grown or foraged um, botanicals. So. Yeah, that's my current um, little side hustle, I guess you could call it. And what's it called? Axe and Crocus. And how long have you been running your business, your side hustle? <laughs> I've been running this business for uh, just over two years. And then I previously had another business um, that I ran with a partner that um, kind of did the same thing. So I've been in this little industry for about five years, but Axe and Crocus is, is uh, just over two years old. Hmm. And what are you learning about your business model uh, over the last couple of months as we face the pandemic? Well, I'm sort of learning that, and I maybe I already knew this, but it's sort of more clear than ever that I don't really have a business model. <laughs> I just sort of operate uh, kind of on a whim, which is something that I have a luxury to do, obviously. Um, but I think in a way what I'm learning is that a lot of times the way that I operate can be sort of a disadvantage because I, I tend to do things really slowly and sort of... Um, very flexible and very changing. And I think in this current moment, that's sort of proven to be a bit of an advantage un, um, unexpectedly is that I can very quickly sort of downsize what I'm doing or get right back to business very quickly because I do have just such a very small operation. So I am pretty protected that way. So in a weird way, what something that has kind of been a disadvantage in that I haven't really been able to go all in on this has kind of turned into an advantage because I am not all in on it. So I can afford to be pretty flexible. So that's something I think I'm learning right now. Yeah. And what are you learning about your customers? Um, I'm learning that I have really, uh, my customers really are very supportive and I knew that already. And it's, it's so wonderful being like a really small operator in the Yukon because people do just really want you to succeed and that's just like a really wonderful feeling, but it, definitely even more so in the past few months, like usually after Christmas and before market season is my slowest time of year. And I had actually a jump in sales between kind of um, March and April, which is pretty much my deadest time. It's before I start growing and harvesting and it's after I've, you know, finished Christmas. And I ended up selling, you know, having suddenly all these online orders and stuff. And I think it was really just people trying to reach out and remind me, you know, like, don't, don't give up. We, <laughs> people are still here and we're still here to support you. And that really meant a lot because when everything sort of started to collapse, I was kind of like, okay, it's fine. I'll just shut it down. I don't need to do this. This is not that important. And, you know, I'll just figure something else out. And then to have people without even really me reaching out to them 
for people to just take that on themselves was really meaningful and it really actually gave me a sort of little kick in the butt to be like no no just figure out a way to make this work because you know yeah you have all this support yeah so I'm, I'm just percentage ish like did a lot of your sales come from markets and sort of like point of contact sales or was a lot of it online or what did what kind of was disrupted in your revenue well that's what's sort of funny in that this has happened in my slowest part of the year so yeah i sell mostly at markets and online um i don't do a lot of wholesale although that was kind of my plan this year was to like this was kind of my year to sort of scale everything up so that's i'm sort of still in limbo there but yeah no um for the past two years it's been markets and then like summer markets and then christmas markets and then online sales mm. so weirdly having this happen in my quietest part of the year when i'm not really selling very much wasn't really that big of a disruption but and now that the markets are back opening up like i probably will be selling at the dawson market once i have some inventory built back up but hmm. i guess that's a good problem to have yeah well i work in really small batches and and so um like i said like normally i start the summer with a bit of inventory but because my slow season was randomly a little bit busier you know yeah that is a good problem to have <laughs> so are you kind of like a small batch producer yes and yeah. the, can you describe a little bit what that means um to me it means that well because they work with seasonal products like or seasonal ingredients sorry um that are either foraged or grown i really have a limited supply of those ingredients I can only produce, so one of my best selling products is a spruce tip vinegar made with raw apple cider vinegar and locally forged spruce tips. I can only, only make as much vinegar as I have time to harvest spruce tips, spruce tips and also for how long the spruce tip season lasts. So my batches are really kind of dictated by that, if that makes sense. So yeah, so once I'm out of something, I am out of it. That means I don't reproduce, I can't make spruce tip vinegar in December. I can only make it, you know, in um, extra well right now is when it's on. So yeah, if that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it does. Um, so what have you learned, like, a, you know, as business owners, we're leaders. So what are you learning about leadership right now? What's your observation? Um, definitely been looking to other businesses in the Yukon for sort of leadership. So a lot of really cool small businesses run in the Yukon that are I think doing really neat things right now like I'm seeing a lot of people do sort of giveaways and those types of like outreach things and so I've been kind of just observing that those types of things um definitely Joella Hogan and Mayo that does this Yukon Soaps company is like somebody that I follow really closely for the way that she connects her business to her community and what's happening. And I think that's what I'm kind of learning about. Like, I don't really consider myself a leader, but that's kind of what I'm seeing. What people that I consider leaders are doing is like, it's not enough to just kind of keep your business going. It's sort of, you also need to like find out how your business fits into what's happening and find like a role for it. It's a really nice way of saying it. What advice do you have for emerging entrepreneurs right now? People who are looking to start a business. 
Yeah, that's a tough one. I've started quite a few little businesses <laughs> and I, uh, I would say that the things that I've learned is, you know, you do need to have a, um, a commitment, you know, you need to have a little bit longer of an attention span than I tend to have, I think. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, have a plan. I think though the most important thing really is, especially now when things are going to change and it's not just going to be this, you know, the climate's going to change, our supply lines are going to change, all these different things are going to change. I think it's just so important to be flexible and however that works within your business to sort of build flexibility into what you're doing seems to me to be um, a really important thing right now. You know, the old kind of models of being everything your margins being so tight and and being so committed to you know a bricks and mortar type of thing like i see a lot of bit successful businesses right now that are thinking smaller and more flexible and you know i think that i think that's something i would you know it depends what business you're trying to get into but i think a smaller more flexible operation seems to me a smart way to go these days we certainly hear that a lot on the podcast is like that that idea of adaptability mhm uh, what's been sort of one of your ways of sort of keeping your cool or staying grounded and in all of this as we've been, you know, I, it's kind of the same as it always is for me. And that is just to be outside. Um, which is why the rain, when we first started talking, it was kind of just like having a bummer couple of days here. Cause it has been so rainy. It's beautiful right now, but, um, being outside, uh, gardening is something that I get more and more uh from every year so that's been a big one and then just like you know our community it's definitely the the landscape and then also the community here is that's what definitely keeps me going for sure mm. yeah and we've got we're raising uh, some turkeys so this is a, a second year we've done that so that keeps me pretty busy <laughs> but they, they do how many turkeys do you have well we had 25 we have 23 now <laughs> so we have lost a couple but that happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, any, like, any thoughts on sort of as the Yukon reopens and we're talking about economic recovery, like what are the values or what are your hopes and dreams about what that might look like for us as we have had a bit of a reset? I've been thinking about this a lot. I have a lot of friends in different tourism adjacent areas, you know, people who work for parks or people that run small, um, you know, bed and breakfasts or those types of businesses or restaurants. And I think, I think there's an opportunity for us to sort of rethink. And I'm speaking maybe specifically about Dawson. I'm not going to speak for the whole Yukon, but for Dawson, that maybe this is an opportunity to rethink what our product is that we're selling to visitors. You know, like we have, sort of relied on these um, large tours coming through and, and companies like Holland America and Princess and things like that. And I think there's a really cool opportunity for us to, to have smaller, a smaller vision of our product, if that makes sense, you know, like more kind of like smaller businesses, local products, bed and breakfast, those type of, those types of smaller businesses that are selling something, I think that is maybe a little bit more authentic then what i mean we've been kind of selling the gold rush here for a long time and we're every year we're selling a little bit more of a diverse product you know whether it's outdoor activities or whether it's local food or or um first nations cultural activities here and i think it'd be really great to sort of 
keep focusing on that. Like what is authentic to what's happening here right now? What do the people who live here right now have to offer? What are their skills? What are their, what's their culture? As opposed to this kind of focus on, I don't really know, more, maybe more traditional tourism type things. Mm. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. And that's, I mean, that's a really, it's a, it's a good local perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And again, just the same idea of like things being smaller, like maybe we want to offer smaller packages for smaller groups of people rather than relying on huge tours to come through that. And really, I always wonder kind of what the, the experiences for those people anyway like it'd be really awesome to be able to offer people a more intimate experience of this place and there's lots of cool businesses that do do stuff like that that take people on hikes or you know whatever um yeah mm -hmm. yeah any sort of aha moments for you over the last little while like things that have sort of shifted your worldview i mean that last story was a, a bit of an example there but any others to share um well when things sort of first started to be disrupting i was i really had this feeling that everything was going to fall apart and like the grocery stores were going to be empty and i started planting like you know i grow a lot of herbs and seasonings and that type of stuff because that's the, what i make my products out of and i was just like starting to plant like only food and like you know really kind of panicking and i think this community is more resilient than i thought it was uh, as far as those things go, like we, I've been worried about food security here for a long time and I've been sort of trying to figure out how to uh, participate in kind of solving that problem. But it is pretty incredible, like how people were able, you know, suddenly everybody's like sharing seeds and foods and everything's, I don't know, I was impressed that we were a little bit more prepared and resilient than I was expecting. And now you've yeah. got some more turkeys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, food security is a common theme, like for all of us up here in the north and talk about that because we've felt it before with like the road closing or, you know, missing a few food trucks or what have you. And so I think it's a common theme, but it is really heartwarming to see how much uh, we can really eat locally. Yeah, and just to see people really start to focus on that, like there was so much push to buy local and and that should be what it's like all the time. And I really hope that that's a change that happens. And I think the Yukon's really good about that anyway, especially over the last few years. Like, like I said, there's so many really cool small businesses here and people are so supportive. And I think just like a, that extra little bump to those, if we can kind of maintain that, I think, yeah, we could be having a better experience here and also, yeah, be more secure. You know, it kind of helps everybody really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any songs, podcasts, books that are kind of getting you through these days that you'd recommend? <laughs> I honestly, no, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, but they're mostly these days just news and I definitely wouldn't recommend that. So <laughs> um, I do listen to a lot of audiobooks. That's something that I, uh, I've been, I was just listening to um, The Vanishing Half, uh, which is a, a novel it's very good so i spend a lot of time either working in a kitchen alone or in the greenhouse alone so audiobooks kind of get me through that and help me stay kind of focused on what i'm doing but yeah otherwise not really i would say get outside before it starts snowing again but <laughs> <laughs> the, the beautiful sounds of nature yeah <laughs> awesome well thanks so much for your time today it's been a real treat to talk to somebody up in dawson and check in and see how you're doing well, thanks for checking in and uh, good luck with this project. Thank you. Awesome.